You've connected with a worldwide network of millions. You're on TalkZone.com. Together we can do great things. Internet Talk Radio. Welcome back to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmy Amber. Our guest today, James Dyler, author of Doing Time in the Garden. Uh, before you complete your story, uh, which is very interesting, I just want to make a point for our listeners. You know, we don't have our radio program on for idle time or, oh, that was interesting or something. We're earnestly trying to find solutions, and perhaps out there some of you know companies or own companies or your husband has a company or whatever that could get a system for prisoners with good recommendations, them getting out of jail and get them going on a system. It'll work good for the company. It's not the highest wage. As they prove themselves, their wage goes up. Uh, everyone benefits. And once again, you get the high recommendations. So, uh, James, you were talking about uh, some... Really One of your success stories. Right. So we, we we had this individual who, you know, really ended up, you know, developing a, a wonderful career uh, where he was earning for the first time in his life as a, as a you know, 38-year-old man uh, with children, a livable wage, benefits, uh, vacation time, uh, uh, health care, and it was a, um, you know, just a, a process that took about four years until he was really ready to make that kind of um, commitment and be in a position to, to, to uh, apply and be rewarded with that uh, kind of job. And it just kind of shows, I mean, it's, there's nothing easy about it. Uh, and it's, it, there's struggles, but yet, you know, in the end, there is this 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 wonderful uh, opportunity for people who never thought they could ever you know hold a job now with a career and the, the end point of the story is his son who's now 18 years old uh, and is in school works for us as well uh, developing these same kinds of skills. Well, cool. So it it established in him and then it telegraphed through to his offspring. Exactly. And when you look at what many of our, our, our you know, our former students or, our, or, you know, former inmates are doing, they're going back to the community and they're building gardens. I mean, we, we basically are able to pay people because we're uh, awarded contracts yep. as if we were a private landscaping firm to develop these gardens and projects all over New York City. So even when people, you know, relapse or even if they disappear, well, they've left something behind that 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 contributes uh, back to the community in the form of a beautiful public space. Um, the other thing I just wanted to add, uh, based on what you were saying, in New York State, there are tax incentives for companies to hire ex-offenders. Ah, yes. So that does exist, and you know there were a number of small businesses that that did work very closely with some of these organizations that were in the uh, reentry uh, industry or reentry world, uh, finding placement for ex-offenders. But as you know, you know you you. There's so many manufacturing jobs that have been lost. There's there's so many. There's a high level of competition for um, educated workers. You know, a lot of people coming out of jail have uh, uh, living disabilities, and again, uh, have 
you know, mental illnesses or, or long-term, you know, uh, incarceration records. So it's very, very difficult uh, for people to, to, to find the kinds of jobs they need to survive on their own. And that's really one of the great challenges yeah. uh, for, you know, the uh, reentry programs. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Our guest today, James Dialer, who has written the book, Doing Time in the Garden, where they're helping inmates get a life. Be productive. Yeah. So the self-esteem starts going someplace, huh? It's it's really amazing. I mean, I have people who've been working in public spaces and and you know uh, uh, pedestrians moving through the parks where they're working or just strangers will come up and they thank them. They thank the gardener for doing a beautiful job. Hmm. And you know that's one of the the benefits of of being a gardener because people are highly appreciative of the work you're doing. You know, and it's not like they thank the the, the uh, construction worker for putting up a skyscraper, right. or they thank the guy who just unloaded the truck in, a, in an amazingly short amount of time, yeah, or really. the guy directing traffic. But they always thank the gardener, and that's not lost on people who are rarely thanked for doing anything. <laughs> that's great. So. Instead of punishment and warehousing inmates, uh, we're talking about reconditioning them, reparenting them, basically repatterning them, re-educating them so that they will create a different place uh, in the world by being different, thinking different, and acting different. Exactly. That's where we want to go. By the way, do the inmates know about these uh, foundations uh, that, you know, we'll link them up to jobs. Really, the emphasis now, I, I know on Rikers Island anyway, and for New York City, is reentry, and there's uh, a lot of emphasis on discharge uh, uh, planning, and there's uh, a lot of information in the jails about uh, opportunities for people when they're released. I mean, even for people who want an education, there's a there's a program called Cooney Catch through the City University of New York, which will help any ex-offender get into college uh, in any City University of New York branch um, and get their associate's degree, and they'll help them uh, with all the steps along the way to achieve that goal. So there are things in place, uh, and and you know a lot of times too, it's it's really up to the individual sure. to take advantage of it. There's right. there has to be a level of motivation among the individual, uh, and again, it depends too on the nature of the population. Because, but like I said before, when people are battling other issues, the the high incidence of HIV, uh, the high incidence of uh, of people with physical and mental disabilities, you know, the, the, it's very difficult for them to to progress when they're just in that kind of uh, bunker mentality of sure. I, I just need to survive. Right. You know, I in your book you talk about how hard work and being outdoors and fresh food the inmates, vast majority of them, behave better if they have those conditions. Exactly. And and, and that's where, we're, you know, we, we always say uh, as a last resort, in the last moment of hope, people plant gardens. And I still think and huh. strongly believe that even 
the most, you know, broken down or destitute inmate who's been through, you know, the, the ravages of a, of a very damaging lifestyle for many years, put them in the garden, and at least you begin the process of some kind of renewal. And I strongly believe that, that when all else fails, the last resort is, is the garden. And it happens, like I said, on so many levels, the therapeutic level, the educational level, and the vocational level. Wonderful. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Our guest today, James Dyler, talking about doing time in the garden. I'll tell you, you know something, James, um, plants are a miracle. And they are, you know, the, a miracle of God. And every single time you watch that little seed turn into a tree, it's nothing short of a miracle. And, you know, what these people are doing is their souls are being touched by the miracle of God when they're out there in these gardens. And I can imagine how it touches them in their soul. Yes, and, and, and not only that, but it also touches this very kind of primal or primitive chord because we as, you know, humans developing and, you know, evolving on Earth, uh, we had this incredible connection to plants. I mean, sure. that's what ensured our survival. And it, that there's been this disconnect probably over the last hundred years as we came into the Industrial Revolution. So as people reconnect to nature, they're reconnecting to something also very deep within our genetic, you know, uh, and spiritual makeup. And it's there, and it, and it exists in, in everyone. There's no one that can't be somewhat uh, profoundly touched by watching something germinate, grow. Yeah. Flower and sure. Fruit. So even the toughest, toughest nuts, when they start touching this miracle, it tends to soften them in places that they probably hadn't touched in many, many years, and it wakens it up, and it, you know, it sort of brings them back alive. And that's exactly right. I, I, I've really worked with some pretty tough guys, you know, and some pretty tough women. Yeah. Uh, you know former gang members and uh, people have done, you know, I mean, I may be working with them now because they're uh, they're incarcerated for nonviolent crime, but that doesn't mean that they were spent a lot of time at an upstate penitentiary for doing something violent in their past. And, you know, I've seen the change and I've never in 10 years working with over 650 inmates never saw anyone not uh, uh, uh somewhat transformed on any on, on, on a small or large level through this process. That must be incredibly fulfilling for you. Well, that's why I go to jail every day. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> so instead of being babysat and warehoused, there's a way to begin to uh, be around the natural healing setting of nature and begin to work with nature, and it it heals you while you're working with it. And, uh, you know, a person on this path, they can begin to contribute, uh, you know, and make something make something beautiful or make something that helps people or make food or make trees that can be planted all over the place so they can pay back part of the obligation of being incarcerated and they can bless the world more, and, you know, then they can really start going someplace. 
That, that's exactly right. And especially right now, there's a very interesting time where people are, you know, even the even the, the most removed person from mainstream society has some understanding or has heard of global warming and knows that it's not a good thing. And one of the things I really teach is the relationship between what we do in jail and 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 how we can help offset the the you know the damaging impact of global warming you know and and I explain the process so that people you know every time they plant something they feel that there's a small contribution to to offsetting their carbon imprint yeah. and you know and this is this is happens on a collective it's almost like this collective conscious coming together where okay we are having some kind of positive impact as right. we do our time and we can continue to have a positive impact when we're released i mean right now i'm trying to you know our organization is working uh, on a on a contract to be uh, planting street trees as part of new york's uh, million tree uh program. Wow. And, uh, you know, that, that this will be a pretty large contract and it will take place in the South Bronx in a, an area where there's not very many trees. And so once people are released, there will be these opportunities um, for people to start working with us planting street trees. Another organization we work with provides uh, skills in learning how to climb trees, which is a very kind of uh, uh, niche uh, job opportunity yeah. where people who are skilled tree climbers can make $55,000 a year working for the Parks Department of you New bet. York City. Yeah. And there's very few of them, and yet people can get this opportunity. I mean, the reality is, and this is what I tell everyone, you put one year of hard work and discipline together, and I can get you a career job. Wow, isn't that beautiful? So... Pollution never uh, never is a good thing, and nature heals us and heals Mother Nature. So as we're supporting uh, Mother Nature and nature, it's a win for everything. Uh, another well, thing, oh, exactly. Okay, uh, life skills. Uh, does the prison do much for life skills as well as job skills? Is much of that going on? Well, you know, they're, they're, the life skills uh, really take place in some of the organizations that provide these reentry programs when people are released. And I think life skills are extremely important because I find that most of our ex-offenders um, have the skills to find any job in the horticulture field. What does them in and where they, what they lack in are life skills. And when people relapse or when people lose jobs, it's because of the issues of life skills. Um, and that really has to be emphasized a lot more um, in, in jail as well as in these vocational programs that jails are offering people. Right. Do um, and again, you go back to this, this whole idea of what's lacking in our you know, in, in our prison system, and it's really an integration of vocational skills and life skills that inmates are able to take advantage of while they're incarcerated. I mean, you find them here and there, right. but it really needs to be institute, instituted on a much larger scale. Are, are they available if somebody really wants it? Uh, in New York City, in, in the Rikers Island, there are, uh, I'm not quite sure to the extent, a lot of the life skill programs fall under that rubric of substance abuse uh, 
you know, programmatic counseling, I see. which takes place in, in, in jail. And there are programs which bring these together. I, I don't know how effective they are. Yep. Do you find that many churches are helping out here? There are uh, uh, faith ministries that are doing a lot of work, uh, not just in New York City. And there's a few few programs that I know of in Harlem, uh, run through um, an Islamic society, and some of the Christian faith ministries are doing work. I think it's happening on a much larger scale in other states in the country, especially out in the Midwest, where a lot of the reentry programs going on are. Uh, um, our faith ministries. Yep. Okay, break time. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Our guest today, James Dyler, author of Doing Time in the Garden, Life Lessons Through Prison Horticulture. We have more after the break. Stay with us. <laughs> 